millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Insane in the membrane this week welcomes back Zoe Lyons, the mighty Zoe Lyons, um, who's in a much better place since the last time we spoke to her uh, on this very pod. So uh, I think you're going to like this one. It's a, it, the last one was great. Listen, to, Wait till you listen to this one. It's brilliant. Uh, before you listen to that, here's a chance to listen to her very funny podcast with Stephen Bailey. It's called Let's Talk About the Husband, and I urge you to seek out other episodes with your favourite podcast app. This is Let's Talk About the Husband with me, Stephen Bailey. And me, Zoe Lyons. This is the podcast where we we cast a cultural eye over all things pop culture and reality. Oh. You can't even say it anymore, can you? I love it. I, I love our intro and I've, I've got faith in it and that's, that's what's important. And I think yeah. you can do anything in life as long as you've got faith. And a good intro. And a good intro. That's all you need. That's all you need. You know how important the good intro is. I it's, do. Yeah. You know, you like a you like a firm hand on your entrance. I do. Um, <laughs> and on my exit. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. on my exit. Yeah. Um, Actually, there's nothing worse than leaving a stage to absolutely nothing, is there? No. I have, you ever say- had to, have you ever left on the sound of your own footsteps? Uh Yes, yeah. I uh, can we just talk about it is now Christmas gig season and I just did a gig in Manchester this weekend and it was friggin feral, feral, <laughs> like everyone was there for the goddamn turkey and not for me. Do you know how hard that is? It's, it's hard, but well, you know, and you love a gobble. Um, I love a gobble. <laughs> I even did my gobble bit, funnily and, enough. And it didn't go down well? No, no, it no. did not. No, they'd had too much turkey by that point. So they, so, so, so talk me through this. Um, okay, you're going to talk me through your gig and then okay. I'll talk you through the gig I did last night. I have so, no sympathy for you because well, you have corporates. Well, no, 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 I didn't last night. So oh, I'll contrast and compare. Okay. Tell me about your Manchester gig. So I took last week off. I don't know if you could tell, dear listener, last week when we did this show, I was shit-faced. Mm. And um, I I thought, right, I'm going to go into Manchester a few hours early as well, get the last of me Christmas shopping. Feral. Feral. Everyone is drunk about 1pm in Manchester around those... Hang on, God- hang on, hang on. Did you say the last of your Christmas shopping? Yeah, I've done now. <gasps> yeah. Even you, have you started? No. I knew you wouldn't have. Mine's all wrapped. Oh, Stephen. Yep, I've got one thing unwrapped because I need a, a little other. Uh, there's another segment to it arriving in the in the post. If they ever stop striking, don't even get me started. Wow. So but, you've done your Christmas shopping? Yeah, I can't bear it. I get my anxiety and stress if I don't. Oh, oh God, no! I've bought my nieces an advent calendar. It's um, wait for it. It's a cost of living advent calendar. It's very what? on theme. What does that include? It means all the windows are boarded up. And then when you do open the windows, the little chocolates are just wrapped in the foil to keep warm. You're welcome. Oh, my God. That is so funny. <laughs> I heard a comedian the other day, um, because they wear glass- glasses, go, oh, when I go to Salford, my glasses end up getting boarded up. And I thought it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Shout out, Alex Boardman. So... Yeah, it was feral in town. And I right. thought, oh, and they were all like wasted at 1pm and everyone was there. It was just not nice. So I tuttle along to the Frog and Bucket, go in. And what they do is they have a matinee show and an evening show. The matinee show, delightful. We mm. were before people went and got out oh, your face. And I went, 
This is very unusual for Christmas. Aww. Well, that's the kiss of death, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kiss of death. As soon as you go, this is going all right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the evening one, which I didn't realise because... Do you know when you've just done something so long, you just assume everything runs that way? Yeah. Um, so it was like, oh, it's starting half an hour later and you're doing 30 minutes instead of 20 oh, minutes. Oh, Which, sa- yeah, doesn't oh, sound no. like an issue, but at Christmas, and no. there's only two acts, and I got flung out onto that stage. And, oh, no. you know, like a few people got up and went straight to the bath and we're going to the toilet for a peculiar amount of time being mm-hmm. followed in by the bouncer. Yeah. And you just go... No one is here for anything I have to offer. And you could just hear these pockets of women loving me. But then these groups of men. I mean, at one point I said to these men, trigger warning, trigger warning. Um, I said to these men like, oh, what do you do for a living? They went, we're benders. And I thought, oh, oh how nice. But then it turned oh, out they no. were in like something to do with steel. So they could say that apparently. Oh, okay, right. But I'm not sure that's why they were saying it. I think they just wanted to say benders to me. Oh. But you know, you're like... Christmas oh. gigs. Oh, Steve. Well, they're not jolly. They're no, not they're really jolly. not. They're really, really not. So it was just you, one other act of the compare. Yeah. How was yours? Um, last night? Yeah. Oh, um, a bit different. In a nice way? Uh, I did the London Palladium. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, it was very lovely. I I can't bear this. You live in your life of corporates and the oh, London Palladium. I it was a charity could... gig. I was doing a charity gig. Oh, hard for uh, you not getting paid. Like, uh, are you kidding? Yeah, no, it was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. Um, Frank Skinner introduced me onto the stage. Oh, my um, God. I'm fed up of your life. Well, I'm Robert Frank and Nathan followed me. So, oh, you know. Oh, my God. I'm hearing, like, the gutter. Like, help me. It was uh, the Palladium, which is... I don't know whether you've ever played the Palladium, Stephen, but it's a, it's a majestic theatre. It I really can't. is. And the wall of warmth and applause that hits you is... Uh, Quite something. It's quite something. Oh, so my God. A little different. I Let think. me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Um, Zoe here has the nicest life. She is doing corporates, which are awful, but paid very well. She's doing the Palladium, unpaid, but which is a gorgeous gig. But the kudos. Oh, my God. The kudos. Oh, my God. Yeah, the kudos. Yeah. And I am fighting against. Turkey and cocaine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Which is a lovely but combination. I actually texted Zoe the other day. I texted Zoe. It was like, I said, Zoe, when did you start just getting corporates and having this nice life? And she was like 43. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a long time ago now. As I well. have like yeah. seven years to go. to go. Oh, you've got... Lo- Listen, mate, I have done those gigs. I've done those gigs where... Uh, I've I've done gigs in Nottingham at Christmas time at Jonglers where before I went on, the stage manager came up to me and just went, just do, if you can get to seven minutes, just do seven minutes. Because there were 43 blokes dressed as Robin Hood, all off their chumps, just dancing on the table around the remnants of Christmas dinner. And honestly, if you could get to seven minutes, it was an achievement. It was an absolute achievement. And then you'd get in your car and drive back to Brighton, just sort of gently weeping to yourself. That was it. That was So I feel your pain, but I've done it. I've done it. That was exactly what happened to me. They were like, it's 30 minutes, but they were like, if you can get anywhere between 18 and 20, this is a success story. Like, yeah. I think that's really bad of clubs to ask you to do 30 at Christmas when the audience has much less attention span anyway. They're not there for the comedy. They're there because some bloke who booked the Christmas do wants lights comedy and nobody else does. And you're expected to hold their attention for half an hour. It's really hard. Really really hard. hard. And I was like, we're not fucking Snow White. And then we... um, (laughs) Then I... (laughs) <laughs> I decided to get the tram into town so oh, I could potter I in between shows. Yeah. And um, I got the tram home and it was just this almighty downpour. Do you know what you're already wondering? They're like, 
what is my life I know yeah. this is not what I signed up for I oh. signed up for the glamour the showbiz it'll it's... come and you have moments of that you have pockets of that not I have pockets see... but not enough pockets no, I you signed didn't... up for the corporations that's it. See, that's... and Lesbian always has more pockets that's what we love a pocket <laughs> We bloody love a pocket. Yeah, love a I love a utility pocket. pant. Yeah. And then, honestly, this almighty downpour, I thought, well, this fucking sums this up. Right. Well, I think this leads in beautifully to what we're going to be talking about today. The reason the I'm going to commit fraud? No. Well, yes, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Because, you, you see, you have experienced the highs. There are so many good highs. You've had so many good highs. But so many low lows. You have a lot of low lows as well. And so many low lows. Showbiz, isn't it? A few highs that keep you going and then quite a lot of lows. A lot of lows. I mean, I had a high last night, but I've had a lot of lows. <laughs> I did a gig once where um, uh, I turned up and it was to it was to about 150 absolutely smashed off their heads women who were being served cocktails at their table by naked butlers and i would had to stand in the corner nobody thought to get a microphone and i had to shout at these uh, they were practically flammable with booze women as a bloke with his ass out delivered more blue cocktail oh to God. them and um yeah Stood so many people seem to skip this, though. I don't feel like Ramesh has these stories. I don't see. Oh no, like everybody Rob does. Beckett everybody has these does. Stories. Everybody does. Everybody. And do you know what? Just talking to people backstage last night, it's lovely. We all go through the same things. We all go through exactly the same things. So that when you do get that peachy moment, you thoroughly enjoy it. You thoroughly really? enjoy it. Yeah. Well, what yeah. had Frank Skinner been through? Loads. Loud and Frank's had those gigs as well. Even Frank, who is one of the funniest men I've ever ever met, has had those gigs wow. where um, that right he talks here, girl? about. Yeah, yeah, and that it's... right here. So yeah, so the highs and lows, and we're going to be talking about this this because this caught my eye. Normally, it's you that brings the. Uh, ideas I normally for bring the show. things. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. This caught my eye. I was like, oh wow, um, and I don't know whether you've watched the show. Um, Christie's no best. No, I've never heard of it or seen it before. You sent our little thing through. Our little, Are you serious? Our I thought it'd be right up your street. Well, it is right up my street, but I'd literally never heard of it till you sent it through. So it's Todd and Julie Crisley who are from uh, Georgia, uh, the southern states. Anyway, they're down there, and he's a inverted commas um, uh, real estate tycoon. Oh, and yeah. they have this reality show, Crisley Knows Best, which is um, follows their family doing stuff, which is what most reality shows are. Anyway. Like a Georgian Kardashians, but less good. Like a Georgian Kardashians, yeah, like that. Um, and um, last week in the States, they were just found guilty and sentenced to fraud, for fraud. Um and substantial. So you talk about your frog and bucket moment. They've gone from being multi-millionaire reality TV stars to being convicted fraudsters who have received sentences of, um, gosh, 12 and seven years. One of them's got 12 years, one of them's got seven years. Do you know what I find fascinating about this Mm. is if you watch the Housewife franchises across all of them, Mm. there is always one where it turns out they're not as legitimately rich as they are and there's always some sort of fraud case. Like, no one ever seems to be as wealthy as they're presenting. As they say they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is what this is entirely about because apparently he'd been bankrupt before um, and um, then they started this show um, and the show is really about them in their lavish lifestyle. But of course, they clearly didn't have enough money to have that sort of a lavish lifestyle. So they f- fraudulently took out loans from a bank um, based on the back of of um, inaccurate accounting and, uh, and lived this massive lie. It's- Do you know what unnerves me about this? Do you know my biggest fear in life is the tax man? 
Is, yes, you've told me this before, which I find odd. I thought it was spiders, but... Um, no, no, I could, like, shove a fider, spider down my mouth, up my asshole, wherever you want. <laughs> but the tax man could not go in my mouth or up my asshole. I am scared of him or her. Them. Why? Why? Is this because it's authority? No, it's because they can arrest you. Well, c- can they arrest you in this... Can they arrest you? Well, I've convinced myself they can. Well, they can send you those letters and those brown envelopes. You always know when it's a, when it's a brown envelope time. And you always and know it's going to be several figures if you yeah, get that letter. Yeah, it's never going to be. It's never going to be. We've made a horrific mistake and here's 10 grand. It's always, we you've think made we've a made horrific. a minor mistake <laughs> and you've put, it's going to cost you a significant grand. amount of money. And we're well, also going to backdate it to the day you did your a mistake and here's yeah. a fine on top of it that's 10% of the fine and you're like what the yeah. fuck yeah no I yeah it's it's confused but do you know how much the Chrisleys Chrisleys are in debt for 2.6 million 17 million <gasps> how'd you ever pay that back that's a lot of money isn't it do they have to pay it back they have to pay that back what if they go and bankrupt um, I, I, well, I think they have they have two huge mansions in Tennessee, so that'll have to go. They'll have to go. They sell everything. They have to sell everything. Imagine. So everything that you've acquired and everything you've set your show on has to go. It's all fake. There you're is no reality to your reality TV show. To a Winnebago. Yeah, you're in a Winnebago. That's it. And if you're interested. There's a brilliant podcast that I listened to last night on my way to the London Palladium before I oh, grace the stage to a right full audience um, called uh, The Chrisley Confessions, where <gasps> Todd and Julie chat about their upcoming sentence, which has now happened. Is and it a it is, proper one? Yeah. Is it, is it good, though? It's really interesting, Stephen. I'm downloading it right because now. Because I tell you, I, I, it's fascinating because they've been found guilty... Yeah. And um, they don't think they're guilty at all. Is it that vibe? No, this is a test from God. Oh my God, are you joking? No, I'm not. No, because the oh. Lord God build you up and then the Lord God break you down again. No. To build you. Oh, yes, yes. The yes. Lord God did not break you down. The fact that you spent money you didn't have broke you down, bitches. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So. Have you ever been in trouble with the law? Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes, but you're deciding whether to tell me or not. No, no, no. I don't know if it's been in trouble with the law, really. So when I was 14-ish, like 13, 14, obviously mm. she's from a little council estate. Do you know someone thought I was middle class over the weekend, which I oh, lived for? congratulations. Yeah, because I just didn't sound as rough as them. And I was like, well, I had to polish it a bit, you know. I was yeah. working in TV for a while. Couldn't keep the <laughs> accent I actually had. Um, so... Anyway, but so I was 13, 14, we grew up on this cancer state. And I, I mean, I don't know what you used did in your days, but we used to drink 2020 on the park while being tender with our girlfriends. That's right, I said girlfriends. Oh, I God. Is, we this were... the, is this the time you had a fight? Nope. This is. Oh, another time. Although I found out over the weekend, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. I don't even know how we get through this. I found out at the weekend, right? I was just yeah. on Facebook perusing, never really perused, but had a bit of time. And um, the guy that once threw me in the back of a van because we were snugging the same girl, yeah. age 14, 15, is also one of the family. Oh. But we've had a fight over a girl, which I think is not right. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Oh, my God. So, anyway, a physical fight over a girl. I know. You told me this before, which I find fascinating. Yeah. And now he's one of the family. Yeah? Yeah. Gay audience, gay. Do you think you did that to him? Well, I didn't touch him. This girl clearly did it because both of us, the girl's the problem. Oh, I see. We're both gay. Wow, she's got some sort of superpower. She had very strong gums. I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, I hope she does. Um, so, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, what happened once? So, we used to, like, have 2020 on the pack. Do you, do you know what 2020 is? 2020, was that like an Alco pop? Well, we didn't feel like one. It used to get a shit face. But it's like, it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like in the size of a hip flask. And it was bright red. And we'd stand out shops, be like, 
can go inside, get us a drink. They don't. Kids don't do that anymore. No, they're they're too busy being entrepreneurs. I know that. Wow, it's so different, isn't yeah. it? Like they yeah. really used to be like. I used to get some. I used to get people to go and buy me single cigarettes. Yeah, and yeah. which was it in your day? I think it was ten p for a single oh, cigarette. Inflation, thirty p by my day. Oh really? Gosh, yeah. yeah. And um, could buy a packet in your day for that. So could, yeah, wood binds, you know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smoked them while I was down the mine. Oh you know right, I, I, yeah. <laughs> we had sovereign. Did you hear uh, sovereign? Sovereign with yeah. proper shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, then then you progress to a Marlboro Light. Anyway, uh, we shouldn't be uh, encouraging smoking. Well, we don't encourage it. We not don't in this encourage day it. And, age. and no. also on brand, I don't know why anyone, or they, everyone did know except me, was going. I the only time I tried a cigarette, it was a menthol. I yeah, I liked a menthol. Oh, I just tried a menthol, but I only had one puff or a drag, as they used to say. Yeah, and um, so. Anyway, we're on the park, 2020, you know. And because our area is quite... Um, it's not really now, but at the time it was quite gangy. So right. the police would often circulate. Um, Quicksave was always done over. Do you remember Quicksave? Yeah, I remember Quicksave. Yeah, there was always a helicopter above Quicksave. And then... Um, so then the police would be out on mass force. We're just on the park, minding our own business, drinking our 2020, doing whatever we are, we gummy. And um, <laughs> she... Um, not she... The police came and they went, this woman was like, what are you doing out, hanging out? And this was when we were a bit more Stockport rather than our own turf. We'd gone down to Stockport. Right. And uh, she went, what are you lot doing out around here? And then I was just like, oh, well, we're just having a drink. Then started to another gossip. And she went, are you trying to be funny? And I was like, uh, how is it working? She went, because if I get any more cheek from you. I'm going to be taking you home in this van. And I said, well, I could do with a lift because it's very far on the 203. <laughs> and it made her laugh. It made her laugh. And she gave us a lift back to where we lived. <laughs> well, she did not take us in. She did not take us in. She just like, gave, literally gave us a lift. In the police van? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That's it. That's, so that's the... my kind of running with the law. Yeah. And I once got a fine off the HMRC for doing uh, making a mistake. That was it. That's all you've done. That's fine, isn't it? That's literally all I've done, I think. Unless I've blocked out a cell. Yeah, what about you? (laughs) Blocked out those five years in prison. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you know what If I've had a run-in with the law... um, Like you, I got stopped by the police when I was a kid because we were drinking in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you live? I'm not telling you. Where do we live? I live around the corner. Stop it. I'm terrified. Um... (laughs) And um, I think that's about it. I once ran a red light. <gasps> did you get done for that? I did. And do you know what my excuse was? When they no. they stopped me and they went, do you realise you've just gone for a red light? And I went, I do, but I can tell you why. <laughs> oh, no. I said, I've bought these new shoes and they're quite heavy and I couldn't get it off the accelerator. Um, <laughs> did they buy it? No, I got a fine. Oh my god! What's well, the fine? I bought these like proper, like like Frankenstein boots, and um, they were just really heavy, and I couldn't really feel oh my, my foot god. properly. And um, do you get absolute... points for that? No, I just got a fine. I think it was about fifty quid, but that was a long time ago, so it was quite a lot of money. Because it it's money. my favorite. Do you know? Sometimes you go for because I'm actually scared of breaking the rules. I don't know where that comes from, considering I'm such a gobshite. Oh. But um, I have actual fears about breaking the rules. Every, Every time I see... Because, you know, like the M25 flashes like no yeah. man's business. I have a breakdown for two weeks afterwards. Because I was like, well, I was only going 70, but I swear I got flashed. I swear I got flashed. And then it was clearly someone else. Or sometimes yeah. I think they just flash because they think it's like bullied Blackpool illuminations. And then the other one is the amount of times I've gone through a light because someone's up your asshole. Yeah. And so you're like... I can either stop and crash or I'm going to go through and red. And I'm like, I've got to get done. I'm going to get done. And so far I haven't, but I'm absolutely terrified of it. Because I don't touch wood, touch wood, touch wood. I don't have any points on my licence and I want to keep it that way. Which is unusual for a comic. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to do the... Um... Speed awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um... How many times? Uh, Just once. So far. Yeah. So far. Because you have, you're a speed demon as well. I am not, for insurance purposes, a speed demon. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> I am 
No. But you drive cars that behave in such a manner. No, I used to have a sports car, but I've got rid of that now, Stephen, because I've grown up and I realised it wouldn't bring me happiness. I was in your car a couple of weeks ago. It's still a breakdown car now. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one is still, still, still goes fairly. Yes, yeah. You know, I once uh, overtook somebody on um, uh, he was on a moped and I beat him at the traffic lights and then he overtook me and gave me the little willy sign as he went past and it just really made me laugh. He said that sort of thing with his little finger like I had a little willy and um, it really made me laugh that he just assumed I was a bloke driving the car. Didn't Um, even flip the bird. Didn't even flip the bird. It was the little willy sign. Yeah. And that and, and I howled. I don't know about you, but I prefer a little willy. I do. I prefer a little willy with where it's going. (laughs) Where's this going? (laughs) Where's the conversation? Yeah. Nowhere good. Let's revert back to Chrisley Knows Best. Chrisley Knows Best. Do have a listen to Chrisley Confessions, the podcast, because it is fascinating. I've literally just downloaded it. Oh yeah, do and so listen to the last one before they get banged up. Um, uh, they're actually hold on the last one. This two hundred. Yeah, yeah, the most recent one. No, okay. Christy Confessions is not that many. Is that a man? Oh, there was two hundred. I've just been on. Anyway, they're talking about um, started in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, they've had a they've had a hell of a few years, as they would say. Oh, that was an awful accent. So did they think they were going to get away with it? I think they thought they were going to get away with it, yes. Oh, my God, Zoe, it's only four days ago. Yes, I know, it's very recent. It felt quite raw listening to it. Yeah. And were they saying Jesus will protect them? They were saying the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, um, tests you, breaks you down to build you up, to break you down again, which I thought seemed a bit rough. Um, I I don't know if you've heard... I don't know why God would feel he needed to do that. But anyway, that's what's happening. I feel like this is why I'm not very Jesus-y. Because, like, the deities I bow down to, Kylie, Cheryl, Mm. Amanda Holden, they don't do these things to you. I love Denise Welch, babe. Denise Walsh? Who is Denise Walsh? I don't don't, mispronounce people's names. They don't treat you this way. I met a Hollywood A-lister this week as well, and I think I called him the wrong name. You met. I saw it online. Matthew Madane. Matthew Madane. Yeah, I did. I met Matthew Madane, a Hollywood A-lister, and I think I called him Michael. Oh, my God. I bet I you know. Did. As I walked away, my brain went, did you just call him Michael Madane? Did you? Because he sort of looked at me like I was a bit... I went, lovely to meet you, Michael, Matthew. Oh, God. And I bet you called Sarah Cox, Sarah Vaginas. Sarah Vagina. I mean, I just... Do you know what? I, I get people's names wrong all the time because I panic. I panic. Well, you need to stop doing that. This is it. It will cause you. Do you know? I learnt this from Denise Welch. Right? I don't. I. She didn't tell me you do this. I just noticed she did it. Do you know when someone um says hi? I'm Zoe. Mm. You need to go. Nice to meet you, Zoe. And Zoe. repeat their name. And repeat their name. Yeah. Well, I was once taught that if you're introduced to somebody, you remember a physicality that they have. So you go. So I would say Stephen with the glasses. It's Steve, Spe- Specky Stephen. Like, because oh you got, <laughs> so, cause you got your glasses on, right? You're picking on my ability. No, so, but I'm always really concerned then that, that I would pick a, a physical attribute that I would remember them by, but then I'd remember the physical attribute, but not their names. So I'd say something like, oh, nice to see you again, big tits. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I know, so I can't be trusted. So do you know what I do now? Tell me. I never say anybody's name, ever. You'll notice this with me when we go out. I'll never introduce you to anybody because I'm not 100% sure any time. But I'm good at that game. Is Cindy good at that game? Because I I say to Rich, because Rich is like a nice person and quite shy. Mm. When we first got together... I, I thought, oh, he doesn't know the game here. And I was like, I'm not a rude bitch. If I don't introduce you, it means yeah. I don't know their name. So if I'm like, hey, how are you? Da, 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 and Rich is stood there. He has to jump in and go, oh, I'm Rich. What's your name? Or I'll, yes. go, or I'll start it going like, oh, this is my boyfriend, Rich. And then I say to him, you have to jump in before you have I to, go. You have and to jump in at that is, point and say yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, do you do that with Cindy or is she bad at that? Uh, I, it took me quite a few years to... 
I'm going to say train her in that department. Yeah, yeah. Because she kept saying, why haven't you introduced me to someone? I'm like, because I can't remember their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it could be somebody really famous or, you know, uh, yeah. But, I, yeah, I think I called Matthew Madane Michael. And it's been haunting me all week. All week. He could have got you on the Jonathan Ross show as well because he was on recently. Oh, God. You yeah. see, I've you fucked your career. You've yeah. offended Matthew Madane. Yeah, I've offended Matthew Madane. You've let me down. I've let you down. Honestly, it's... these coattails don't ride themselves, baby. I don't even know what that means, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> you are so unshowbiz. Sometimes it really hurts my head. I know, I really am. I do need to get, I get, I've got to get on this, Stephen. Time I don't know how much training I could do for you. I, I know you're helping and I really appreciate it. Right, we're about to go to a break, but before we do, I've got to make this commitment to you right now, yeah? Right. We're going to watch the show called Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. It fits this podcast because it's a reality show. Right. But it is you. Kathy Griffin is a comedian. Yeah. That's like... She's famous. She's famous enough where she couldn't really go back to a normal job, mm. but she's not famous enough where it's like life's easy and she never has to work and if she doesn't want to. That sounds like me. This show is you, and we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. Okay, I'm going to send you... The, it's your mission to watch okay. the show over Christmas. Um, but for now, let's have a quick break, and we'll be back in a mo. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, welcome back to Let's Talk About the Husband with me, Zoe Lyons. And it's still me, Stephen Bailey. Oh, is it Stephen? Is that your name? That oh, I've been it. getting it wrong all this Stephen. time. Stephen. Oh. Not what's his chops, not babes, <laughs> not step hen, <laughs> not hun, not oi you, which my dad tries. Oi. I tell you what's worse, Stephen, right? Where I live, in um, Hove. Hove. Um, I know a lot of people. You can't with dogs. remember where you live. I know, can't remember, you can't remember names. <laughs> You've got your goddamn address. <laughs> I live in Hove. <clears throat> I know a lot of people with dogs. And the problem is, I'm generally more interested in their dogs than I am in them. So I remember the dog's name, but I never remember their name. So then you just have to sort of, you know, you're like, hello, Freddie. Hello, Freddy's mummy. It is oh, a car. No. Don't awful. do that. Oh, dear. Dear, dear. So, anyway, we were talking about the Grizzlies and their yeah. upcoming substantial prison sentences. He's got 12 years. She's got seven for fraud 
And but they've not just defrauded like a hundred grand. They've don't defrauded like what did you say? Seventeen million dollars. Yeah, I think to... they've got off lightly in a way. Although, how are you going to pay it back while you're in prison? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, that is the thing. But seventeen million dollars in order to, as the judge said, finance their lavish lifestyle. And that's the thing about reality TV, isn't it? Because you've met a lot of reality TV stars. I've met a lot of reality TV stars, and there is. A sort of false wall there as well, isn't there? There's a false wall where, you know, a lot of their lives are Instagrammable. Um, In fact, that's their currency is is being seen and, and being seen to be having this lavish lifestyle. But if you were to pick away at it, there's sometimes there's not, it's not always what it seems at all. And then you go, because on paper, right, because, like, some of them can get paid on Instagram, like, £30,000 mm-hmm. for an ad. Yeah. Which is why we have to work a lot harder at our Instagrams. But also, this is the thing I've noticed about comedians. We're not very, like, Instagram-friendly in the sense of no one wants to see what we're up to. So we either have to put out all our content, mm. which is less than ideal, or find, like, a, a thing. You know, Joe Lysett's always causing, like mayhem and mischief and stuff like that yes because you either have to because we no one wants to see like my clothes horse in the back right now yeah your clothes horse in the background right now I've realised my neighbour's washing machine's going off upstairs I, I can hear it I wondered what that was I yeah, it's like a helicopter. Of tinnitus yeah yeah no, it's like a helicopter landing tinnitus. this is where I live babes yeah it's every time they have a spin dry well all sounds you're doing sounds like a a, a, a life life-saving helicopters landing on my roof showcasing your wealth some of us can't do a load until the the crises has come back down you're still hand washing aren't you love still hand washing you're having to get it through a mangle oh it was like when i lived in france for a year 2007 2008 so um what was it talking about so this this reality this fault okay so because this reminds me of something i did a show recently that was filmed abroad that we can't speak about as yet Oh, I know, I know. Yes. Um, And it involved me working with some stars of reality television. And we got flown out to said destination. Um, Business class, nice. Really nice, you know. I'm I'm always happy. Was it I'm I'm a celebrity? No. Are you Jill Scott? I'm not Jill Scott, no. Um, But, see, I'm off that... I, I... I still really enjoy fun things. Like, if I've ever been paid to fly business class anywhere, I'm not cool, Stephen. You will know this about me. I'm really not cool when it comes to these things. If I'm in business class, I press every button. I'm up and down in that chair like uh, like I'm on a, a a trampoline every it's in every position I have I drink all the drink I eat all the food I watch all the film I like I'm I take everything out of its packets I roll myself in the blanket I unroll myself out of the blanket I'm not cool I'm not yeah. cool I enjoy the experience very much I'm like a giant toddler but one of the people I was working with on this show complained because they didn't like the airline's standard of business class <laughs> oh my god and I just thought do you know what? If you've got to that point, what what joy is there left in life? I always find it so tricky because I always feel like, well, though though that person I would put money on works mm. more than you and I and gets paid more than us. Mm, oh. But now you define work. Is on TV more than us? No. Oh, it's not no. who I thought it was then. No. Not who no. I thought it was. No. I'm going to have so to relook it's... at the cast list and retake mm. a guess there. Yeah, no, I just found that really... I just thought, you know what? Um, You kind of... It, it just... Yeah, put me off. Put me off. That's what I'm I don't understand stuff like that as well because I just think, oh, my God, like every time they send a car for you to go mm-hmm. to a TV show... Yeah. I'm always like... This is the moment I lived for. Yeah. Not having to pay for my own taxi. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes they send in, it's like, oh, my God, it's like a Mercedes and the door opens well, up. And sometimes it's like a clapped-out Prius. But either way, 
I'm yeah. very happy that someone has even sent a car for me. And do you I, remember I, that time we did? Do you remember that time we judged the um, LGBTQ comedian of the year at Clapham yeah, Grand yeah. That, that, um, earlier this year? <laughs> I got. I I'd been doing something earlier that day for for a show, and they sent a car for me to take me to the to the Clapham Grand. Oh, gel, gel. And they sent this massive blacked out Range Rover. Yeah, they did. <laughs> And the guy normally drove around this... He had one private client who was a billionaire that he drove to Heathrow to pick up his private jet. Anyway, today he must have had a gap. And uh, I was in the back of this. I I couldn't... It was so... Like, I thought it was... A, I thought if I press anything, I'm going to get ejected out of this car because it was so high tech. And I turned up to this gig in Clapham in this blacked out Range Rover and I've never felt like more of a fraud in my oh life. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. An absolute fraud. Yeah. That's what I find funny about comedians more than any other sort of entertainer, broadcaster, celebrity, however you want to word it, mm-hmm. is... Like, I feel like with all my celebrity friends, like, yeah, they might go for periods so where it's a bit quiet or whatever, but they earn really good money. So they're just, like, living this, like, nice life, pottering mm. around, doing their jobs. But I feel like with comedians, it really can be, like, going out from a blacked-out Range Rover on TV, earning mm. good money, to, like, dropped in the middle of performing at someone's, like, 70th birthday yeah, party. Yeah, completely. Like, and you're like, I honestly think it's, it's the... One of the causes of the tears of the clown is it's the high highs and the low lows. It's yeah. like, like the night after I did live at the Apollo, which is the dream, the dream. There's, there's no moaning about that. But the very, very, very next day, yeah. I was doing a gig for £70 in York. <laughs> <laughs> even cover my travel there. Obviously, it didn't matter because I'd just done this big show, but I was like, I am paying to do this gig, essentially. Yeah. I'm in the middle. It's not a full show. I've had to go from London to, to York. York. And I was just as like... Yeah, oh that's it. I think God. it keeps us humble. I really do. I and think that's it keeps why. us depressed. I think... <laughs> I think it helps us keep a grip of reality. I think because as soon as as soon as you get any whiff of success in comedy, you're absolutely right. A right round the corner is a complete leveller, an absolute yeah. complete leveller. I mean, yeah. It was I, like when I did a tour just before the pandemic, it was the one that was like the best-selling tour I'd had. The, um, do you know, sometimes when you do a tour, you get like, you might sell 150 tickets, which is a sellout at the size hmm. venues I do. Or you've sold 12 tickets and still yeah. have to go on. This was like one where it was like, oh my God, all the sales are great here. Yeah. Like this is, even if I don't sell one more ticket right now, this will be a good tour. Then the pandemic hit and I couldn't do the tour. I got like two dates in. Oh, and no. then it was like, we'd got offered, um, I got offered this TV show that had a one year contract. That got rescinded. And I was like, why does the, always, the other foot always have to drop yeah and um it reminded me of like the tour the year before that and i was only doing like six states see if anyone wanted a tour and i did um the manchester lowry where i sold out like 600 tickets and i was oh like, wow Brilliant. yeah i was like home ground though i yeah. was like i'm a bad boss bitch and then the <laughs> next day i was in liverpool and i sold 20 tickets and i yeah. was like why does it don't stop dropping all the time let yeah. me have two nice days in a row oh god i feel i i've done that i've been there and i'm probably gonna go there again in my next tour so yeah it's it's hard really hard um now next question i want to ask you relating yeah. back to the grizzly uh nose burst um they do mention God an awful lot. Oh, it seems to be walking through this difficult time with them hand in hand. Uh, were you brought up religious? I don't know this about you. No, I was brought up a heathen. What about oh, you? Right. Well, like my mum and dad are like, my dad says he's Catholic. My mum says she's <laughs> Protestant. Yeah, I don't know what either of those things really mean. And I don't know the difference. I know they're both about God. My mum has like one of those, you know, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Has that next to her bed. She, I've never seen her be religious. They did christen us, I think because, but back then, I think everyone just got christened. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think there was all this now be like, where you know, I don't believe in it or spiritual. We'll do a naming ceremony or whatever. Like back then, I think everyone just got their head dunked in that water. Yeah. And then, um, so no, not not at all religious in any way. I don't know any of the lessons of the Lord apart from like the RE lessons that I blocked out. But then yesterday I was at mum and dad's house and they they were talking about being religious. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're, you're not religious. And mum went, excuse me, I go to bed and I say my prayers every night. Really? And I went, what? Even when you've come home shit-faced. She, went, <laughs> she, she was like, well, maybe not when I've come home shit-faced. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, dear, Uber, uh, dear Jesus, thanks for not having the surcharge on Uber. There's no way you do that. Like, this, this is like the first I've heard of my mum praying every night before she goes to bed. <laughs> did, you ever, did they ever take you to church when you were a kid? Never. The yeah. only... I would not know. That sounds like part-time religion to me, your mum. If that. Yeah. If that. Because there is never even, apart from getting christened or going to like a wedding or a funeral, the only religion I learned was when we had to have our re-studies. Yeah. Which was like part of the um, curriculum in school when I was growing up. And even then they said you could do like short form or long form. So obviously I picked short form. And I'd be like, you're doing religious studies. And that's the only bit I've got because, I mean, we used to go to weddings and funerals as kids. We're like, why do we keep standing up and down? What is this? Like, we've never yeah. heard of this song. Yeah. Well, I was, brought, I was brought up Catholic. Irish Catholic. Oh. Yep. Irish Catholic. Um, How was that? It was um, interesting in places. So I went... Yeah, Catholic Mass is quite... It's quite a choreographed thing. There is a lot of up and down... There's a lot of up and down, and then there's a handshaky bit where you have to shake the hand of a stranger. Oh, um, And I always remember going to a mass with my dad in Aberdeen, in Ab- in the big cathedral in Aberdeen, and um, I knew the handshaky bit was coming up where you shake hands with us, you know, yeah. peace be with you. Um, and the person that was stood closest to us, in front of us, who I knew I'd have to do the handshaky bit with, for the entire mass had his hand down the back of his pants, scratching his ass, Um, having a right old dig. A proper, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. So that when it came to peace be with you, he pulled his now, I'm going to say, warmed digits out from his, he probably right in his underpants, to be fair, right in his undercrackers. And I had to shake the hand of a stranger that I had known had been down his pants for the last half an hour. And I think that's what put me off religion in the end. Oh. Yeah, that broke it for me. That and the confession. Never like confession. I didn't even know that was a real thing. I thought it was just something you saw in American films, you no, know. No, confession. So confession where you're trapped in a wardrobe with a priest. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, as a child. In Did Ireland. you ever confess? Well, the thing was, I was such a dull child, Stephen. I'd very rarely done anything of any note. So I had to sit outside and be creative with my my confession. I had to think of things to say. Did you have to confess? Yeah, you have to confess. Isn't yeah. that illegal at court? I mean, you thought so, but you can't just go in and go, I haven't done anything. You had to come with the goods. So, you know, it, you start off small, obviously. I've been disrespectful to my parents. I was yeah. unkind to my brother. But then, you know, three or four months later when you've used those, you really have to go for it, you know. Um, I've killed a man. Uh, I've <laughs> it's really, The pressure's on. The pressure's on. Because they can't. Because the thing about a confession is, you tell them, but they can't tell anybody else. So actually, you can say whatever you like. I've embezzled four million pounds. I've been involved in a heist, and uh, I killed a man. Oh Bless me, Father, for God. I have uh, sinned. And you'd get um, seven hail marys and an our Father, and that was it. Very strange. Very what odd. a strange. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Do you think people are still as religious now as they were then? I don't think in this country people are, but I think globally people are. I think religion is still a global phenomenon. Yeah, I think globally, but I agree with you. I don't think over here because this is where I'm a naughty Christian. Right. Let's go with Christian. I assume I am. Let's go with that. Catholic and Protestant Christian, yeah. right? Every Christmas, I do like to f- try and find a church that's got a good choir on. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's because of Home Alone. It's not because of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Fine. More Macaulay Culkin than, than yeah. Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. But even that, it's like everything, this country. I mean, I don't mean to be one of these Brits that bash Britain, which, by the way, I think they're changing the law. So we should get this out now. Dated 28 for the 11th, 22, 10.04, before you change the law. This country is bullshit. I mean, we get everything so wrong. In what way? That's a bold statement. Back it up. Nothing works, ever. Nothing works. I went to Paris, trains, bang on time. Mm. Trains, fair fee. Like, boom. Like, do you know, the train in Paris for the day is like four euros. In London, you're looking at 12 quid. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. Um, Numero two. Um, Say in Paris, I don't know why I'm such a French lover, but they don't throw your food at you when you order a meal in a restaurant. They don't begrudge you turning up to their restaurant and actually ordering something that's on their menu. If anything, they welcome it. Um, number three, this goddamn heating and electricity bill. What the fuck is happening there? Like, why we give so many rich people the power to charge whatever they want is beyond me. We do have a regulator. They've just gone, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, really. That's not helpful. Um... The French, though, this is a really boring... This is I'm going off brand here, but the French have a lot more nuclear energy than we do. Well bothered. And... (laughs) (laughs) I literally... No, we have have people that, like, builders, decorators, that are like, oh, I'll come and measure up on Monday at, like, 10am. So you take the morning off work, and then Monday at 10am, you're like, oh, where are they? And then you think, oh, they might be running a bit late. That's all right. People run late. Is that a little bit like what you did this morning with our podcast, Eva? Yes. 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 Oh, well, I didn't run late. I completely forgot. You completely I'm, forgot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, last week after we recorded the podcast, I was so shit-faced during that recording. I couldn't remember what I said. I fell asleep after we did it till 5pm. <laughs> and I, yeah. Wait, did you record it under a duvet as well? You look like you were in a sort of den. I was just in bed. Oh, Stephen, you're so, oh, so unprofessional. My, it was my week off. It's so um, unprofessional. And so because I was so shit-faced... And then I passed out. <laughs> this wasn't even in my diary today. Oh, I love it. So, I love but it. I'm not doing that every day. Whereas these builders, I, right? You go in, right? So they come then, and then they can't come, and then they go. So I had, I had one. I'm trying to get my house painted and decorated. Right. So Tuesday, five p.m. So I'm sat there. Tuesday, six p.m. Still sat there. Like, <laughs> it's just coming. Tuesday, seven p.m. Right. I'll email her now. And then she went, "Oh my god, I forgot." And I went. <laughs> Okay, cool. And then you go, um, we had one with the bathroom. Are you coming to the bathroom? Oh, no, we're not coming now. Oh, are you ever going to tell us? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they were. It's just shit like that. And Matt Hancock getting to the final of I'm a Celebrity. Bullshit. Yeah, that is something else. We need to talk about at a later date. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. So going back to our kicking Sorry, off I just point. Just had a big rant. Uh, no, it was lovely. I enjoyed it. Well done. Yeah. Um, Todd Chrisley and Julie Chrisley going to prison for the twelve and seven years. Yeah. What sort of prisoner would you be? I always think this about myself. What sort of prison? How would I cope in prison? Because I like to think if I got twelve years, I think you'd be awful. <laughs> Why? Because you can't do anything when you've got your freedom. This is true. So, yeah, yeah. I just don't know how you're going to be able to. Yeah, I just don't think you'd be very good at it. You see, in my mind, I like to think that I would come out with um, a law degree, fluent in French and Spanish, and um, uh, having done quite a lot of um, crafts. No. You don't think that would happen? I don't think that would happen one bit. Oh, actually, maybe the crafts bit. I think you would sit in the corner and do crafts. I think you would shit yourself. I think I would be top dog. Do you reckon? Yep. I think I'd have all the right people in all the right places. I'd be like that little one that's got the big bouncer ones, you know, that have, like, killed someone. They'd be, like, on my side and work for me. Um, but after maybe, like, depends how long I was in, after maybe, like, three years, they'd get pissed off at me and they'd kill me. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Do you not think? I don't know. I'm I'm a bit distressed that you think I'd be shit even in prison. 
Not even in prison. I don't think you're shit in real life. I just think you're... What? Not great. <laughs> what way? Well, you're better than I... Listen, you're richer than me. You're just not very... um. Like, you can't remember people's names. I can't remember people's names. You're not very good at networking. Now, I'm not listen, very good at networking. You're richer, you're more successful than I am. Which but it, these qualities... But it's not by design, is it, Stephen? It's no, just it's a by massive accident. accident. Yeah, it's by it's an accident. accident. Whereas these qualities, the, the networking qualities, the, yeah. um, the plans, yeah. those things, I think they're what get you through prism. Okay, I don't yeah. think... I don't think there'll be a happy accident in prison. Okay. I, well, I think well, what I've learned from today's podcast is that um, I'm not going to commit massive fraud. No. Because I can't afford to be a disappointment in prison. The thing is, I don't think you would commit fraud on purpose. And I don't know if that counts for anything, but I think you can get away with things if they believe you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, I you see. My problem is I can't lie very well. Really? Yeah. As soon as I try and tell a lie, so if I was in court and they were going, "Did you do so and so?" I'd go, "No," and then both of the corners of my mouth turn up like, like a sort of. Slipper. I do that as well. And I'd be like, "I totally did." <laughs> I do that. They wouldn't even need so to cross-examine. I'd be, I would just spill the beans within three minutes. I'd be like, oh, "I give up. I did it. It was me. It was." And there's more. I've, I've got more hidden. Uh, look at it. I mean, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Yeah, I'm like that though. I'm a terrible liar. Like, but hey, I don't know what to do about that. Like, no, because sometimes I think I'm a really good liar. But same as you, my face is like this. Just gives it all away. It just it's like I'm like a yeah. It's ridiculous. Hey, we better crack on. Yeah, I've, I've got, got stuff to do. You've got a life to live. You've I've got, got a life to live badly, according to you. Not badly. Yeah, it's no, you a said great it. life. You just, you know, it's a happy accident. Some of help us have... me, Stephen. Will you help me with next episode? Will you help me with my life? I would love to. Maybe you should invite, write some advice questions, and I'll answer them. Okay. Great. I'll watch them, um, Kathy. Show me the. I'm going to send you it. I'm going to send you it. We'll do our next episode on that, and then I'll I will write some life advice questions or if anybody's got any questions that they think I should ask about my life because it's you know it's um it needs developing in places I'll be honest yeah but do you know what as well people can also ask you those questions when you're on tour next year yeah yeah they can because I am on tour next year you see you have to keep reminding me that I'm doing that yeah you can get tickets at zoelines.co.uk and the tour yeah. starts when? It starts on the 2nd of February in Scotland, Edinburgh, to be precise. And, you know, it's nearly Christmas, so if you've got those last-minute little stocking fillers... If you've got those last-minute little stocking fillers, yeah. stick them in your stocking. Stick yeah. it in your stocking. Stick a little Zozo in your stocking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the husband. Right. The husband of the week. Husband of the week. Find your jingle makes me laugh. Um, it's the one, the only Mr. Frank Skinner. Uh, oh, I love because oh, he invited you to play the Palladium. Yeah, Mr. just because he invited me to play the Palladium. And I occasionally get to do his show with him on a Saturday on Absolute Radio. And I have to say, every time I do it, I forget that I'm working because that man makes me laugh so very, very much, very much. And he's always been very kind to me. And I oh, and that. you're lucky. And yeah. you're lucky. Yes, I am. Yes, yes I are. am. Yes, yes. Um, my husband of the week is Colin, who is the technician at the Frog and Bucket. Oh. Because, quite frankly, I would not got through this weekend without him. Lovely. What did Colin do for you, provide for you this weekend that supported I said, you? I went... Um, 30 minutes is a lot at Christmas, isn't it, Colin? He was like, if you get to 18, it's a miracle. And I went, <laughs> okay. And then I went, at about 18, I went, I'm just going to tell you one more story. And he put the light on, which is a comedian's permission to leave the stage. Oh, it's lovely that yeah, when you yeah, see yeah, a little yeah. red light. Yeah. You can go. You can go any time now you can go. You can he, leave. Yeah. He's my hero. Oh, it's like being guided in as a plane, isn't it? When you yeah. see that little... If the gig is hard and that little red light comes on that says you can go any time now, 
oh, it's like a beacon in the darkness. Because as well, I think as well, that normally I don't like to MC gigs or compare gigs, Aww. but during Christmas I really do because at Christmas it's literally just admin and presenting. Yeah. Like, welcome to the sh- Christmas show. <laughs> Tonight you will have two acts. Do try not to talk. Keep your orders quiet when you're making them. Welcome to the stage. Like, you don't have to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, just manage, manage. You can literally do a few minutes if you need to. Oh, and that's oh. all you've got, really, isn't yeah, it, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah good times. That. Seconds, <laughs> some might say seconds. Oh, I've got to go because I've got a busy life. Oh, another corporate, is it, lady? Another two, is it? Well, I do have one this evening, yes. Oh, I'm working yes. for charity today, not even oh. joking. Well, you're a good person. And oh, no. God... God will love you, Stephen. God will love well, you. And hopefully hold you he won't close get me done for fraud. Yeah, just don't defraud the charity. Not Maybe like their accountants time. called God. Possibly. He got three years. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Until it's been fun. Next time. Love you loads. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.